Welcome to Take 10. We come to you at the end of every Caregiver SOS program with Take 10. Dr. Jamie Heisman, who is on special assignment today, not with us. Joy McQueen is filling in, a Caregiver SOS specialist, provides help and counseling for many who are caregivers. And Carol Zerniel continues with us as our co-host here on Caregiver SOS on air. So, Joy. One of the things I know you hear over, I'm looking at Carol, and if you see this, look right at Carol and I say, hey, Joy. It's like in basketball. trying to throw me, trying to throw me off. It was like, whoa. Misdirected pass. So, Joy. Yes. uh, How often have you heard, you know, I got a real problem here. I promised mom I would never, ever put her in a home, but we're at a point where we can no longer care for her at home. And, and actually, we hear that a lot. And one of the things that, that, that we find it, a lot of times, it, particularly if there's several siblings that are involved, um, it may be a situation where the, collectively they've decided, we, you know, we will never put mom or dad in, you know, in any type of a care facility. And, and as we know, there's always that one person, one, one you know, person in the family that is, that is that primary caregiver. And they're the ones that are getting to the point where they're saying, I can't do this anymore. But yet the, the siblings are saying, Oh no! You know you've got to keep 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 doing this, even though we're not helping. Um, so yeah, they leave that part out. Yeah, yeah, they leave, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we want yeah. mom at home. Right. Yeah, and so you're doing a great job. But um, what what I find that's helpful, and and again, is is sitting down and talking with that caregiver about what type of care they're actually able to provide. Is it is it really? Um, are they really taking? as we've we've talked about before as good of care as they think that they are um you know of their of their their loved one uh particularly if if as their their disease progresses and and there might be an issue with incontinence and 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 things like that that where they're where they're not able to to take as good a care of them as they may be able to in in another type of a facility and certainly care for someone who's bedridden can't get out of bed uh, how many of us are really trained in how to care for someone in that situation? That's right. I, I have a vivid recollection of a worker that was teaching me how you bathe someone in the bed. Um, and without soaking I, the sheets without, and mattress. Yeah, with that. You know, and it was, you know, it was the sponge bath in the bed. Um, and, and thinking about how incredibly difficult that would be if that was my only option because we were actually working with a woman who was very small and her husband was bedridden with Alzheimer's and could not get out of the bed at all and she was you know I promised him I would never put him in a nursing home and so we're like this is what you're going to have to do let's show you if he's not going to a nursing home this is what you're going to have to do Um, and I can tell you that about three months later he was in a nursing home because the, when we talk about care, you know, providing care, it can be very, very complicated, as all caregivers know. And at some point, you know, it may be a size difference where you're small and the person you're taking care of is very big. And even if they're not big, if they're not weight bearing, if they're, quote, dead weight, where you're bearing all of the, your weight and their weight and trying to move them around, that's physically exhausting you know there are caregivers out there that are facing um, care recipients who may have cognitive impairment where they're very abusive I'm thinking of you know a client that we had that would just he would threaten to kill his caregiver I mean he was screaming at her from sun up to sundown I'm gonna kill you I'm gonna kill you you know just all the cussing at her horrible horrible problems and a nursing home wouldn't take him and so what we actually had to do was wait until his behavior 
change. Because ultimately it, it will change. You know, with some medication, mm-hmm. and we get that under control. Uh, and, and again, she, you know, she, but she, she actually didn't place him in a nursing home um, until he got bedridden as well. But so, so the point is there are a lot of different reasons why you might not be able to care someone in your own home. But when we make these promises, I'll never put you in a care facility. I'll always take care of you at home. Well, that was what that was based on the information we had at the time. Why do we say that? Because we know a lot of people say that. Well, you know, and that means that's that's the ultimate, you know, sign of I, I love you so much. I would never do that to you. That would be something bad, as opposed to what Joy was talking about, where sometimes we're not the right person to take care of that of our loved one anymore for all the reasons that I just said, whether it's physical reasons, whether it's cognitive reasons, whether it's, you know, nursing reasons, that nursing home where they really do need skilled care. And so, you know, there there's there are very good reasons for us to give up. And, and we tell our caregivers that they know when it really is time to place a loved one. They, they're, they're saying, I t- promised, I promised, I promised. And I always say, I know you promised, but deep down inside, you're going to know if you're going to keep that promise or you're going to make a new decision with the new information that you have. You inadvertently mm-hmm. used a, a, a phrase that I think is also at the root of this. What you said was, uh, we know when to give up. And and that's an interesting phrase because you're giving up on a promise you made. You're giving up on providing home care. But the reality is you're going to get them better care for for the care recipient and for yourself. Absolutely. I know another thing that, that, that we work with the caregivers on and, and when they come in for that first time is sitting down. And, and again, um, I think this, this is something that's been mentioned before, and that's creating a care plan. So a care plan, again, not only for your loved one, but for yourself. So when would it be an appropriate time for, for when you're creating this care plan for yourself that, that you might recognize that this might not be something that I can continue to do. So what and, would be the things that you'd be seeing that might bring that decision to the forefront? Well, the, the, the caregiver stress. Um, you know, uh, one of the things that we've been working a lot with is adult protective services. And, and if there is someone that, that you are, you're seeing that there's possibly neglect involved or possibly even elder abuse. And, and, you know, sometimes we hear about that, and it may not be that this is a, a bad person, but they've just gotten to the end of their rope, if you will, and they can't take it anymore. And so uh, somebody may, you know, lash out at their loved one and, and and so, again, are you, are you starting to feel those kinds of things? Are you starting to feel angry? Uh, and, and being able to, to, again, recognize that, that, that it might be time that this is not something that this is something that I can no longer do. We're going to let Carol jump in here. But first, I want to remind folks, if you've just joined us, you're listening to Take 10, come to you at the end of every Caregiver SOS on Air program. And we are looking at uh, that promise that uh, probably should never be made which is I'll never put you in a home. Right. Well, I was touring some assisted living facilities over the holidays. and what, so It's like a busman's holiday. Right? <laughs> <laughs> there you are on holiday. On holiday, and, yeah, looking at assisted right. living. Um, and, and one of the things that is true, there are many people who will go into a nursing home. Let's say mother's been staying in her own home, and I'm going back and forth, and I'm, I'm bringing her meals, and I'm doing her laundry, but she's in her own home, and I'm trying to keep her there. Um, and at some point... She goes into a nursing home, and what usually happens is mom a lot of times will actually get better 
in the nursing home because you're I'm bringing her meals but she's eating by herself she doesn't have that socialization I'm trying to get her to take her meds but maybe I'm not nailing it maybe she's not getting all of her meds exactly you know as as she should so a lot of people actually will improve in a care facility the reality is only five percent of the elderly population live in a nursing home. Now, a lot of people will circulate through a care facility because they've been in the hospital and they get discharged, but they don't live there permanently. So, you know, two things. If you if you haven't promised to make, to, if you haven't promised I'll never put you in a nursing home, don't say it. Just save yourself all of that guilt and having to get over it um, in the first place. And if you have said it, I've already given my son permission you know, I told him, put me in, a, if you, if I need to be in a nursing home, carte blanche, put me in a nursing home. It's fine. Well, I'm you also okay told your that. husband, you're right. going. Yeah. Well, yes, and I've already told my husband, if something happens to him, you know, he, I will put him in a care facility. And I'll you visit know, I'm not you. Gonna, I'm not going to try for a real long time to do this on my own um, because he's a lot bigger than me. And I'm not, I just, I know I can't do it. I know I can't do it. So about 30 seconds left. Uh, the guilt part, Joy. How do you get rid of the guilt? Well, you know, and that's and that's a really that's a really hard one, and uh, and, and it's different for everybody, and uh, that's where I think that's where our support groups come into play, uh, so that they're there with other caregivers and they're they're able to to express that and help one another a lot of times through that that guilt. So go to caregiversos.org. You'll find help there. Caregiver teleconnection can help you as well. Absolutely, and and also you know just realizing you know. Talk to other caregivers in that support group that Joy was talking about, um, and f- you'll realize you're not the only one. So many caregivers, they, they don't talk to other caregivers. They are isolated, and they don't realize this is a very common issue. Thank you. Flat out of time. Take 10 on Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron. For Carol Zerniel, Joy McQueen, we'll talk with you soon on 930 AM, The Answer.